Well, our year-long journey through the Bible is nearly complete, and today we get to one of the Apostle Paul's favorite words. It's the word peace. He uses that word multiple times in, in every single one of his letters, often coupling it with his other favorite word, grace, at the beginning or end of each epistle. For Paul, there was a connection between the grace of God and the peace of God. He knew that, that true lasting peace in our lives can only come by grace as a gift from God. And he knew that when we open ourselves to that grace of God, we can experience a peace that heals us and the world. The two go hand in hand. And I don't know about you, but I could sure use that gift today. We could use a a whole lot more of that kind of peace right about now, right? That word peace in Greek that Paul loves so much comes from the root word to join. It means living a kind of life where, where everything fits together seamlessly with no abrasion and no friction. Wouldn't you like that kind of life? Think about what it's like to put together a jigsaw puzzle and after searching for minutes, maybe even hours, uh, for that elusive piece on the table, you locate it and you pick it up and you try it out and then, then there's that joyous where that piece just fits right. That's a great life right there. The kind of life where everything just fits together. That's what peace means in the New Testament. It's the equivalent of the Hebrew word shalom in the Old Testament, which means harmony, wholeness, and restoration in our lives. Aren't there areas of your life where you could use that kind of peace today? In fact, take a moment right now, would you, to do just a quick mental inventory of the ways that you are in need of that kind of peace right now. Are you looking for peace in your marriage I know that the strain of this pandemic has been very hard on couples who are struggling through past hurts and miscommunication and unfulfilled expectations. Are you looking for peace in your relationships with other family, your children, your parents, your siblings, or your extended family? I mean, this has been such a season of disruption when many of the typical ways that we've strengthened our relationships with other loved ones have been upended. And we find that the pieces of our family just don't quite fit together. How about peace in your heart? You know, as I've said in the past, deep below the surface, we are all carrying two heavy burdens, whether we realize it or not, grief and fear. It's the pain of what we've lost in the past, and it's the pain of what we may lose in the future. Add to that the stress of the holiday season, and finding peace in our hearts is very difficult. And, and how about peace in the world? In a time of a global pandemic, in a, in a season of racial reckoning, and an uncertain economy, and a divided politics, peace is hard to find. No wonder Paul mentioned peace every time he wrote a letter to people. So in today's scripture reading, as we look at the first letter to Timothy as part of our Bible Project 2020, 
Paul talks about peace in a really important way. In chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, he says, quote, First of all, then, I ask that requests, prayers, petitions, and thanksgiving be made for all people. Pray for kings and everyone who is in authority so that we can live a quiet and peaceful life in complete godliness and dignity. In this passage, Paul makes a crystal clear connection between prayer and peace. That shouldn't be a surprise. After all, if Paul loves the phrase grace and peace, then prayer and peace make sense. If Paul believes that peace comes as a gift by the grace of God, then receiving that gift comes through prayer to God. And God then uses that prayer to offer peace in the world. Well, let me say that again. Prayer opens us up to receiving peace from God, and then God uses our prayers to offer peace to the world. When we pray, two things are happening. First, we are saying, God, I open myself to an awareness of your presence so that the peace that you want to give me can flow in and through me. Second, we're also saying, God, I offer this prayer of peace so that you can use it and join it with others who are praying for peace. Take this prayer as raw material so that you can transform the world. My favorite book on prayer, titled In God's Presence by Marjorie Suhaki, contains my favorite definition of prayer. This is what she says. God works with the world as it is in order to bring it to where it can be. Prayer changes the way the world is and therefore changes what the world can be. Prayer opens the world to its own transformation. Friends, your prayers make a difference. They matter to God. They matter to the world. And they can matter to you and your relationships with others because God uses those prayers to help make the the broken puzzle pieces of life in the world join together. That's peace, according to Paul. So I want to spend some time praying with you this morning. I'd like to walk through some prayers with you. Each one of these prayers covering a different category of relationships that we ask for peace this morning. Some of these prayers will hit close to home with you, where you are right now. I know, I know they will for me. And others, you will recognize in others who are struggling, and you can offer a prayer for them. As we pray, as we pray these prayers together, you can keep your eyes open or you can close them. You may wish to put your hands on your lap with your palms up as a physical gesture of joining in prayer. And every time I say the words, Lord, in your mercy, you may wish to say aloud or just in your heart or even type in the chat section, you hear our prayer. Because we know that God is with us and God is listening. Let's begin. Oh God, you made us in your image to be in relationship with you and others. Yet we acknowledge the frailty of those relationships. We are imperfect. We've not always been kind. 
At times, we have been more prone to anger and bitterness than love and forgiveness. We are an imperfect reflection of your perfect love. We know you hear us as we pray for peace, that you might fill us with peace and then use these prayers to create peace in the world. We pray for peace in every marriage. We pray for homes filled with chronic miscommunication and endless disputes and and unfulfilled expectations. So offer these couples new ways to see and hear each other with empathy and new understanding. Bring light to each person's faults and lead them to confession and repentance. Rekindle in them an awakening to boundless, unconditional love. So for peace in every marriage, Lord, in your mercy, you hear our prayer. We pray for peace in the relationships between parent and child. For young families in a constant state of adjustment and transition, grant them endurance and creativity. For parents and children who are struggling with miscommunication or shared expectations or are wounded by past scars and ongoing resentment, grant them new insight and the power of reconciliation. For families in transition, with grown children charting their own paths and discovering their own freedoms, bring them together across their distances through joy and laughter and love. So, for peace in every relationship between parent and child, Lord, in your mercy, you hear our prayer. We pray for peace for the dysfunction that is in every family, for families dealing with the haunting influence of addiction or the long shadow of mental illness. Grant a new spirit of courage and compassion, a boldness of truth and a generosity of love. For families that are marked by deep fault lines, of past hurts and misunderstandings. Pour out your spirit of confession. Release your spirit of forgiveness. So, for peace in all of our families, Lord, in your mercy, you hear our prayer. We pray for peace for couples who are struggling with infertility, especially during a season that is marked by the birth of a holy child, comfort them, weep with them, and grant them hope and fulfillment in surprising and creative ways. For those who face this season alone, widows, widowers, single adults, divorced, the elderly and the homebound, help them discover their completeness, their uniqueness, and their joy. So for peace in the midst of loneliness, Lord, in your mercy, you hear our prayer. We pray for peace for those who are grieving, for those who who remember loved ones who have died, whose grief skews this season of peace into a time of sorrow. Comfort them with your presence and remind them that in you, the bonds of love will never end. And for those who are facing their own mortality, 
living in the shadow of their own death and disease, help them to embrace eternal life now, to live with an embrace of each moment and the gift of each breath and the courage to receive both joy and pain, sickness and health. May your love be made real in our care for others. So for peace in the face of grief and fear, Lord, in your mercy, you hear our prayer. Oh God, you are Emmanuel. You are the presence among us in every moment. So through these prayers, open us up to that presence. Fill the broken and empty parts of our lives that in your grace, we might begin to fit together again. And use these prayers to create peace in a way that only your transforming love can do. And may this season of Advent truly be one of preparation that our hearts and our minds and our souls may be awakened to peace. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And let all God's people say, Amen.